All right, Dr. Talisha Johnson, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Alan? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more than I'm more than good. I couldn't be more excited to have Dr. Ty with me on my little podcast that's only a couple months old. And um, <laughs> you and I have gotten a chance to know each other. In fact, what's so cool is that we met on a little on something real interesting that I just discovered uh, last month, the last few weeks, and you maybe discovered prior this thing called eLiances. We met on eLiances. And yes. no, that's not a dating site. It's a dating site for business people. <laughs> right? <laughs> tell them, what are you, what, so you, so eLiances, tell them, tell everybody what that is in your, in your. Um, yeah, industry. so it's a, it's really, it's a networking group, um, but it's unlike any other. Um, you really meet some quality people within that networking group. Um, and we're, this is the Tampa, Tampa Bay chapter that we're a part of. And so I absolutely love it. I mean, Hey, I've, I've met quality people and especially you. <laughs> I'm, I feel honored to hear you say that. And, uh, in that, in, and so it's worked out for you, this alliances, right? So it was neat because I think it started as a physical meetup type of a group, right? But now it's all on Zoom and these big Zoom uh, meetings. And frankly, right. I'm more interested in it. I'm more interested in it as a Zoom meetup than I would be in the physical meetup because I don't have time for physical meetups anymore. Right, right. But I think that's why they have them so early in the morning. Then that way you can kind of go, you know, and during the day, early in the morning before everything starts. Um, but I like both. You know, I, I do the virtual environment. I think we just need to get used to it. Um, it, it really is our new normal, even if we do, um, you know, get let out, <laughs> you know, fully and, and freely, um, you know, this is this is something that I think is going to stick and stay. Right, right. right. I think you're I think you're right about that. We're, we're it's going to stick and stay for sure. This remote thing. Um, and uh, so we met there. And so, you know, I said, you know, uh, um, Dr. Ty caught my attention. I was like, this is somebody I was telling you earlier, I need somebody with a little personality to come on this show. Right. So, yeah. So. <laughs> Like, she's got personality. I need her on my show. <laughs> but also Thank an you. entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur with personality. I must, I must uh, revise that statement. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, I can tell you, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, it's just an act or she's acting that way. No, this is how I am all the time. <laughs> it's like, okay, no one can be like that on a thousand right i'm like i come in it's like hey like i know everybody in the room <laughs> and so it's just who i am you know like i told you before i i never meet a stranger i never meet a stranger so i i just feel like that we connect we we make that connection with people you know on a very human level and so i i automatically love everybody you know <laughs> Well, then that's how that explains, that explains why I had to, that uh, why I was drawn to you and, and why I was drawn to you and invite you to this podcast. And I was impressed with you as an entrepreneur, uh, just because you have a, a, a great business right now, a consultancy, you help, you help nonprofits, you help businesses, you, you help them um, kind of um, get to the next level. And uh, so I think as an entrepreneur, that's what this podcast is all about is 
um, becoming entrepreneurs. And frankly, if, I, if you don't mind me saying, you're a bit of a solopreneur, meaning and like there's a lot of people out there who who the first step to entrepreneurship is solopreneurship. It's the first it's kind of the first step in entrepreneurship a lot of times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've been that uh, for since I since I started. And so which is about four and a half years since I started my business. And I can say, you know, that it has its ups and downs, its challenges. Of course, I could always use an extra set of hands or extra set of eyes or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I can say that it has been rewarding and, and fulfilling all at the same time. Um, it does take a special type of person, though, to to be able because you actually work harder. You know, I, I worked yeah. in corporate for um, in higher education administration for 20 years. I did it for 20 years. And um, and so you you work harder as as an entrepreneur and um, you got to put in those hours. I tell people, listen, you got to pick up the broom and roll up the sleeves in the beginning. And uh, every, you know, every company I believe does, you know, Nike, Walmart, you know, every every company starts with one customer, you know, their first customer. They might have a couple of people, <laughs> but, you know, you, you start out really small. And so um, you don't stay that way. I don't think you start to stay that way. Some people do, you know, on purpose, you know, they right. they don't right. mind um, where it's just them. Um, but I definitely want to grow, you know, larger than than myself, of course. And right. so want right. to be able to put those systems in place to do that. But yep. yeah, I've yeah. loved being this entrepreneur, this yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. Life. Uh, you you, you got to start outselling yourself. You got to start outselling your ability to deliver. And then you got to, then you're going to have to build a team to do it. Right. You're going to. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, Absolutely. so uh, I want to, so what I have, I have a tradition with, with my guests on the show of, um, of kind of doing a little opening, um, surprise right mm -hmm. so this will be my opening surprise for you okay um and and so you know you and i did a lot of pre-call conversations we've gotten to know each other and this is one of the things that really jumped out to me about you that something you really feel strongly about so i want to hit this with you so how how big does the why need to be for for an entrepreneur well actually you know if you're if you're why isn't isn't big enough this is what i say then if it if it's not strong enough your vision will not last long enough and so when we when we talk about how big the why needs to be it needs to be rooted it needs to be solid it, it needs to be fortified in something beyond anything that is external on the outside of you so your why can't be oh i just want to make money because at some point a certain amount of money is going to be enough for you. And you'll say, well, you know what, if this is too hard, I'll just go back to eating tuna fish. You know, <laughs> you'll, you'll just go ahead and, and, and quit and give it up. So those things that are external, those external motivating factors is not going to um, necessarily uh, fortify you in entrepreneurship. It, it's really something that is bigger than yourself. And, and I can tell you that, you know, leaving that legacy, you know, for my for my daughter and in 
you know, her children to be like, she doesn't have any children right now, but you know, she will in, in the future. And so it's about really building and, and leaving that legacy. And, and that means a lot to me. Um, it also means a lot to me to, to help other people, um, to help people with, uh, pursuing their goals and, and living their dreams and um, really being able to to package their power for profitability, right? Living out their purpose, um, their passion. And so being able to help people do that, um, that's my, my other why. Um, it's very fulfilling to me. And so um, I can't quit. I have I have work to do. Right. And um, and, and lastly, but but it's most important is really being able to fulfill the reason why um, God, our creator, created me. And so I want to hear that job well done. You know, you you finish what yeah. I sent you here for. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. you've got so, a big personal why that's very strong. Right. Yeah. We're going to get into that when we get yeah. into your uh, your story a little bit more. But, Absolutely. Um, you answered that kind of in two parts. You know, you talked about your personal why, which we're going to get into. But then also you talked about, you know, um, whether it be an entrepreneur's why that you're coaching or an organization that you might be coaching or an executive you might be coaching. Right. But you talked about the give up. Right. Like it's tied into the giving up, isn't it? It's the, the why. Yeah. It's tied directly to your ability to 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 push through and not give up, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, understanding that we all have challenges, right? We had a we had a few few uh, glitches, right? So let's just use uh, technology as an example, right? So <laughs> we don't let that. Go. We don't. Let that yeah. Go. So you know, in life, though, we have glitches, right? Um, we have things that come up in our life um, that's out of our control. Um, it, it's, a, it's a surprise. It, it puts the brakes on, right? So um, COVID-19, you know, we put the brakes on. The, the, that's a glitch, right? Um, so different things come up in our lives that are, that are not in our control. And um, I can say for me, um, there are two major, major uh, traumas and tragedies in my life that, you know, the average person uh, would probably understand if I decided to just throw in a towel <laughs> and just give up, you know, lay down and pass out and, you know, put the covers over my head and throw just never to rise again. Throw the dirt on top of me. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally. And and honestly, Alan, um, you know, May 18, 2011, that, that was really a tragic day for me. And so after a nine month illness, my, my son passed away and um, he was 11 years old. And um, I didn't want to be here anymore. You know, um, he had leukemia. Um, you know, when, when he passed away, um, it was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. You know, I don't want to face tomorrow. And it was literally like, you know, God spoke to me. He was like, well, who's going to be a mother to your daughter? Who's going to be a mother to Kayla if you leave here, if you leave this earth? And, you know, so that's honestly, that's what, that's what kept me here. 
you know, and, and, and I know it's probably people are like, okay, you're going to equate that to a glitch. That's way bigger than a glitch. Right. But I'm, I'm just talking about what are those things that are out of our control, out of our, um, you know, our reach of, of, of really dealing with that. We just feel like throwing in the towel. You know, I, I know people um, who have gone through uh, divorces and they throw in a towel on, on life. They become alcoholics. They do all of these detrimental things. I know people lose their jobs. They get fired and jump off of bridges, you know, um, you know, those are things that could literally hold you back and could literally make you give up. And, and what I want to say is this, the, the principle of there is no quit option, right? So, so you, you cannot quit, you cannot give up and you have to be fortified in, in what you believe that you are doing, what you are going after your goal. You have to, to stay determined. Cause I actually, I finished my degree, my, my doctoral degree. Um, I finished it after my son passed away. I was in the ICU room writing papers, you know, in spite of what was going on, I was going through that adversity. I was going through those challenges. Um, you know, I took time off after he passed away, but literally, Alan, my life became a, an excuse-free zone. Mm. It became yeah. an excuse-free zone. Maybe not a, <laughs> that excuse-free zone that, that you kind of have yeah. to get through the grieving and then like snap, kind of snap out of it and go no more like excuses. Did, 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 was it a process for you? Well, well, I, you know, I had other things in my life, you know, um, other challenges, even as a, as a child. Um, and I think well, part we're gonna of what get we into, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> right. Right. So, so over time, over time, um, I believe with my son passing away, because that was the, the, the greatest tragedy, I believe at that point, any issue, any challenge that anybody is facing, I, I always say if you're if you're not in the hospital, if you're not, you know, nobody died or whatever, then whatever else you have to say about why you can't achieve your goals and your dreams, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Right. There there's nothing that you cannot overcome, that there's not a strategy for that. There's not something that we can do to get beyond that limitation. And I always say that really limitations are perceived, you know, now there are some that are hard and fast, right? Your physical inability, maybe you are paralyzed, but now I've seen people get up from wheelchairs and walk. So, I mean, you know, I'm just saying anything short of death, um, short, anything short of death, you really cannot um, use as an excuse. And so um, there's a difference between reasons and excuses. And I think people, and so, that, I think people like you that have been to the, to the bottom, you know, mm -hmm. um, can, can actually say that with tremendous credibility and tremendous um, inspiration actually too, you know, and that's why it's good that people like yourself that have lost a child um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and you lost, you, you'll explain later, you lost a marriage soon thereafter. Mm -hmm. like it's, 
you you've faced um you know really rock bottom stuff personally mm-hmm. that um that now you can talk about you know the way you were able to fight back and so yes. I, I think that's great and so with that i want to take a quick moment to recognize our sponsor then we're going to come back to that story sure. okay so, absolutely uh, absolutely so uh so so with that our sponsor is executive launch so at execlaunch.com so this is a group that specializes in helping ex- corporate executives um dr ty at one point yourself right helping them plan their escape if you will <laughs> you know because <laughs> they <laughs> <laughs> they've built up, yeah. they've built up the, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that person. They've, they've, they've climbed the corporate ladder, but they're not happy because they have a lot of entrepreneurial, you know, mindset about them and there's more yes. fulfillment that they can accomplish. And there's more that they know that they, they can do. And frankly, being in that corporate environment and that politically charged environment, a lot of times is soul can be soul crushing. And sometimes some people you know, it, it suits them and they climb all the way to the top. And but other people, you know, about halfway up or th- two thirds up, they they got to they got to get out. You know, now the thing is, yeah. is they climb that the reason why they climb that ladder side, because they're overachievers, they're uh, they're entrepreneurial mindset people. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. But at some point they 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 they're itching a lot of times itching for a startup of their own. And a lot of times it's in the industry that they're in. Um, they have all the experience now and the know-how and all the connections, but you know, they've never done a startup. So that's what this group does. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Right. Execlaunch.com. Okay. So with that, um, we, uh, we're going to, we're going to get into it. So Delaware, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't think I know anybody (laughs) from Delaware. I knew you were going to say that, Alan. I knew that. <laughs> and and I was I was also looking for the the typical um Delaware. I mean <laughs> Dela, Delaware is that? That. <laughs> that. That's probably that's probably a New England joke that I don't even I, I can't get it. It's you just, don't know uh, that. <laughs> Delaware to me actually sounds like a pretty fancy New England state just from a, you know, from down here just so I just don't know anybody from right. Delaware. So and I'm happy to now now to know somebody from Delaware. So. Yeah, now you know someone. Um, I was in a store one day, you know, because we're here in Florida, and so I was in a store, and I don't know the guy. I don't know how it how it got on the topic of where I was from, but anyway, he was like, "Yeah," he was like, "It's a lot of you Yankees down here," and I'm like, "Seriously? <laughs> like you like you said you just said that to me." <laughs> Yeah, it's it's well, kind good. of a generational thing. My, my, okay. <laughs> my dad, my dad used to say stuff like that openly, right? I just, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. interesting how the gener- how the generations, uh, you know, hopefully are evolving here, getting a little bit. Right. <laughs> it was an older guy. It was an older guy. Yeah. But I was right. Like, okay. <laughs> but so Delaware. So what what part of Delaware? Tell me where in Delaware. Dover, um, which is Dover. the capital. Yeah, yeah it's so the capital. That's perfect. Uh, now you and you can drive through the whole state. You didn't make it hard on the whole state in two and a half years. Two and a half years, two and a half hours. So you, excuse me. So you were born, you were born to a, a, a teenage mother, your mom, teenager yes. when, when she had you. And then yes, very young. The reason I bring it up, by the way, is because mm-hmm. the goal of this, this program, the goal of really my life, if you will, is to um, hold up every entrepreneur I find, every entrepreneur I find, a business owner, business owner, entrepreneur I find, 
and 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 let their stories be told. And and usually, usually they there's some um, difficulty or uniqueness about it. And what's great about it is there's some young person typically that could be watching that says, "Hey, wait a minute, I, I was you know I was born to a, a teenager. I had that similar experience. Now if she, wait a minute, she she's she did it. Maybe maybe I can do it. That's why I pull these mm. stories out of people when I bring them on, right? Um, yes. So you were you were born a teenage mother, and your and your grandmother had to help a lot. Yes. Um, so my mom had me at the age of 14. Um, my grandfather was in the military. And um, and so uh, my grandmother, you know, was home with with my mom. And so uh, but she had me at the age of 14. And um, so my grandmother helped. My mom did come out. Uh, she was independent um, by the time she was 21. And so we moved into the low income housing. And so um, my mother had great work ethic. She did complete um, her high school diploma. So she finished finished high school even still. And so that work ethic, um, the structure, uh, my, my grandmother was very strict, uh, very structured. And, um, and so my mother raised me um, with that same structure. Um, and and very, very nice. Absolutely, absolutely. I had chores, you know, and I had a schedule. So when I came home from school, I had to do one of the chores. I had to do my homework. And so was I had a bedtime. Everything was, you know, very regimented. And so um, that I believe that was something that that helped me. Um, but I can tell you, you know, every statistic that um, that should have been right, according to statistics, um, has been something that I've been able to overcome. And so um, because, hey, if you're born to a teenage mother, more than likely you end up yourself being a teenage mother or, you know, or a teenage father. Right. <laughs> Um, if you were raised in low income and we didn't stay in low income, um, like I told you, my, my stepfather came and, and so they got married and, um, you know, they, they had a house, you know, we moved and everything. Um, so we were middle, a middle-class family. Um, but being able to see that work ethic, you know, my mom cleaned for a living. She, uh, she, then she worked for the hospital and, and where she was an OR tech. And so she still was in that cleaning role. And it was something that I knew that I didn't, didn't want to do. Like I didn't want to clean because she used to, she used to take me to the hotel with her because that's where she was cleaning, where she started when I was younger. And I saw so I used to help her and I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I mean, I knew what I didn't want to do. Right. And so um, yeah. you had some purpose in that, that she wanted you to have that feeling. I feel like probably likely. Maybe. Right. Right. Just aside from me helping. Right. So, yeah, um, but, I mean, but it, it, ser it served all kinds of purposes. Right. So um, that was that was definitely um, one of them is, you know, it pushed me to, to work for more, uh, to want more and to get my education. Um, and so that was a, a great turning point. Um, but, you know, my mother 
Um, like I said, she she had that work ethic, and and that's something that entrepreneurs <laughs> definitely need is a, a tireless work ethic, and um, you know being able to to really go for it. So so uh, that's a great story. I love the I love the the, the mother work ethic, the grandmother discipline. Yeah, um, seeing what you you know being exposed to what what really hard tough life can be. And then all that translating into, I don't, I want to, I don't want that. I want to work hard to not have to do that. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. But, uh, yeah. but, you, but you, but you, you, you got into, you were a little bit of a trouble in, in the classroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan, <laughs> I threw that right out there. Um, Just, I just threw that out yeah, there. Yeah, so I was in the in the talented and gifted program. Um, yeah. Always like you know, really that straight A student, and so a higher high achiever. And um, so they would give me like extra credit worksheet, you know, bonus stuff. They give me try to find all of this work for me to do. I would just finish it, you know. And so I was bored. I was bored out of my mind. So I would talk to the other kids. Now the other kids are still doing their work. Okay, I finished all the extra work. Now I'm in there, you know, talking, and I'm in bothered. So I would get put in the corner. Okay, so that was back when they put your nose in the corner. So I would be turning around, you know, making faces and, you know, still trying to talk. So I'm still being disruptive in the class. OK, yeah. so then I would get sent down to the principal's office. OK, and that's when back then they were still paddling. OK, I'm, I'll be 48 years old, um, August 1st. <laughs> You're in the paddling generation. We're I the am paddling in the paddling generation. generation. <laughs> so, so they were still paddling back then, and but so the By teacher the way, can thought. I can I, sure. I interject? My parents, you get that paddling, then you got the another paddling at the home when you you, you double paddling. <laughs> Yeah, when when they sent home the note, right, to, to say that you got paddled today. <laughs> here, here comes some more. <laughs> right. And so, so you know, so I would get sent down to the principal, Mrs. Uh, Lola, too, was her name. And um, I say was because I don't know if she's still living. She's at least 100 years old now because she was. She was old then, okay? So I don't even know whether she's still living. But anyway, um, she saw something in me. So instead of paddling me, she had me come and do her filing. She would kind of put me to work. And she said, you know, she told me this one thing, and, and I believe it was just very pivotal in, in my seven or eight-year-old mind. I think I was like eight. And she said, um, you know, you are so smart. You know, you can do and you can be anything you want to. Anything you want to be, you can be. And so that was I, I believed her. I believed her. That was that was something that was truly, truly yes. Turning point right there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and so it it helped to build my self-esteem, you know, and um and, and helped me to believe in myself, right? Um, even more so, you know, like I said, I was, you know, always that achiever. 
and that overachiever. Or can you not see, Alan? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> Older man problems. <laughs> can't see with them and can't see without them. <laughs> Please continue. That's okay. <laughs> so, but we were, but so that was a turning point. This principle um, yes. believed in you and said it out loud and from somebody in authority um, said it yes. independently, you know, your mom and your grandma is always going to say stuff like that. But, but yeah. for somebody to independently say that out of pure observation, that, that's mm -hmm. got to have just really like stopped you in your tracks. Yes, absolutely. And so it, it just really built that um, within me. And I can say that, um, you know, that's where a lot of, um, you know, just really wanting to achieve more. Um, I've always wanted to be a teacher. So, you know, yeah. when I was five yeah. years old, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And so I'm, I'm still teaching, I'm still educating to this day. Um, but I often say that, you know, when we, everybody used to play school, right? So I have my chalk and I have my chalkboard and, and Alan, if you came over to play school with me, um, you were going to be the student. Okay. Let's, let's just be clear. And I was the teacher, but if you ever wanted to be the teacher, you couldn't be the teacher at my house. Okay. But if we went over to your house, you could be the teacher and I would be the student. Now, if you got mad and went home, I wouldn't care because I had a classroom full of students already. So yeah. class would yeah. continue. And I would say, okay, Johnny, what's one plus one? All right, so <laughs> class would go on. Yeah. It reminds me of a story because my I, I had a younger sister. She was a couple years younger than me. And uh, and she had this, and, and we were pretty close in age, but she had this Barbie house that was a three-story Barbie house in, in the late seventies that you could buy that, yes. had a little that had an elevator. Uh, it was a yes. barbie house with an elevator uh -huh. on it, but it was a hand string. You had to pull up and down three stories, right? And right. What do you think my job was, right? So I forget what I had to barter with her about why, but I would I would come in and she would wanted to play the Barbie scenes, right? But somebody had to work that elevator, and, <laughs> and, and I would be the I would do the elevator thing. But I don't know what I obviously I know I was going to be getting something out of it, something she'd have to you know do for me later. But you know right. we barter these things, right? <laughs> But I was Absolutely. in her, by the way, I was in her service, basically. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I know you were getting something out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, because I would go out, we'd go outside then, and, and then she'd have to play like some victim to one of my outdoor, you know, boy games. Right. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you know the, somebody captured her and, you know, all that's, you know, the stuff you do as a kid. But I had to come inside, Absolutely. you know, and, and, you know, work that elevator. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget it. That's cute. That's yeah. cute. But you held court. So you were the teacher. And when you played as a kid, you played being a teacher was what you maybe you played the most. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the favorite things that I that I did that and read. Oh, my God. I love to read um, so much so that I had a nightlight in my room. And when it was bedtime, I would, um, you know, have my books and I would read by the nightlight. And my mom thought that I was sleeping, um, but I was up reading Junie B books, you know. And so <laughs> when she discovered that, she took the nightlight out of my room. <laughs> 
because I would, you know, wake, I would wake up, I would be sleepy in the morning. She was wondering, like, what, what was I doing? She knew I had a bedtime. And so she she caught me and yeah. Appropriate child. <laughs> no, it's all books that it was all books I was supposed to be reading that was for my she age. Wanted you to be sleepy. She wanted you to be sleepy. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so how does this little girl um you know dealing with the okay, so look, you know, you, you said you your stepfather, you guys moved into middle class, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um and then so how did Delaware State University um happen? For you oh well definitely way before way before that um i can tell you that uh, my interest in in business was really sparked in high school mm. and i i uh took a took a class and in one of my classes uh we had to create a business and um that was so much fun it was so challenging it was so much fun to to be creative and and to uh create that business i was like wow like i love this you know i love actually you know um this idea of of creating something from nothing right and so um that's where my interest uh in business started and so i took what was called a, a data processing in high school, I got a data processing uh, certificate. Uh, so I went to high school, regular high school um, in the in the morning and in the afternoon, I went to a vocational a technical school and to um, to get my certificate. And so I did that uh, 10th, 11th and, and 12th grade. Um, and so it was it was during that time I was able to uh, learn about computers, right? The mainframe came out and we were doing basic programming and all of that good stuff. <laughs> and so I, you know, we, we participated in um, Business Professionals of America. I don't know if you're familiar with BPA at I all. Do I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do. And so I, I was in I was in BPA, but I wasn't just in BPA, of course. Um, I won at the state level, got to go to, to nationals. Um, I went to Minnesota my um I think it was my my senior year, went to Minnesota my junior year. We went to Dallas, Texas for nationals. Cause you know I couldn't just be in something and not win, right? <laughs> Right. So of, right. of course I had to I had to get I got second place one year first place another year so you had to just place in first second or third to go to nationals and so of course that's that's what I did. That's right, and you're still doing it. And today you're still you're still that person. You're still doing it today. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't want to play checkers or chess with you or anything. Right. Oh no, you can beat me in chess all day. <laughs> Well, but um, so I'm telling you, it's a lot that that transpired be, before that. I think a really a key piece of me really wanting to achieve and and being that high achiever is you know um, my 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 father um, not having a relationship with my my father since the age of eight, and so um, just not understanding you know. Uh, why I, I, I felt like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't enough. So I I was that older achiever. This is the father that um, that left the family, right? 
Yeah, while he was a teenage, you know, my mother and and, okay. and him, they okay. were just boyfriend fair. and girlfriend. Yeah, so he was that's sixteen, but, and so but, they weren't married ever or anything okay, like but, that. But, but to your point earlier, he he wasn't putting a lot of effort into staying connected with you. Is that a fair statement? Right, that is correct. Um, he actually went into the military. He was a great father up until the age of eight, and then um, once he he got married. And um, he had his own, his uh, other set of children and everything. He, you know, he just, he went on about his, his life. And so while he was still paying child support for me, we didn't have, uh, no longer had a relationship. And so um, that was, that was very, um, you know, it, it, it hurt me, you know, I was very painful. And so, but, you know, with dealing with rejection and, uh, and abandonment issues, um, it, the pendulum can, can swing either way, right? right. So for right. me, it, it swung far right into a, a high achiever and a perfectionist, okay? And so I had to always felt like I, I had to prove myself, right? Right. And right. so it was almost to my detriment at times, <laughs> but I can say for the most part, it, it's it's worked in my favor. You know, we you talked talk about, talk about that a little bit about um, yes about just how the entrepreneur successful entrepreneurs, which you are, almost always have some some kind of a uh, uh, you know, difficulty in their, in their early days that, that, that really sure. stuck with them, that, that they were kind of um, pushing against and driving against. And, uh, yes. and, you know, it's, it's, it's power. I told my students that I work with, I say, you know, fine, what I forget, I can't, I don't think I could say it as well as well as I said it, we had our, our first call, but, you know, find whatever, find that thing in you that's messed up and a little bit broken or that insecurity or that, whatever someone told you couldn't do something or someone put you down or you were bullied or something that's the stuff that you tap right yeah um, to to drive through uh, di difficult things later it seems mm -hmm. to be the case a lot absolutely and 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 when we look at um you know the lives of other uh, successful people um, they normally, un unless they were born with a silver spoon, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about Paris Hilton. Right. Um, <laughs> so, we're talking about self-made people that took, took it to the next level themselves. Yeah. So, you know, we, we see the, the people who, um, they had to, they went through something, you know? And so, um, your question was, is about Delaware State University. And I, I, uh, majored in business education. I had to, I had to mention that. That's why I mentioned my interest in business. And so we'll tied together, you know, me wanting to be a teacher and then the love for business. So, um, my bachelor's degree, um, is in business education. And um, and then I went on to get my master's in business administration. I actually um, worked at um, the university uh, at yeah. Delaware State yeah. University. I, I worked there as well. And so I was uh, as a part of the employee benefits, um, I was able to get my education for free. Nice. So you went well played. You went from you went from the undergrad right into the MBA, and so you 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 got on back. I back. did, 
I did. Mark. And um, but but prior prior to that, um, I actually I left home in in 1990 when I turned 18. Um, I was uh, with my uh, ex-husband from the age of 14 to 40 and for 26 years. And so we were engaged at the age of 18. I was 18 and we moved in together. We lived together for two years and then we got married. Um, So at the age of 20, I was married. And, um, And so I did stop going to school uh, for six years um, from the uh, from 1992 um, through uh, 1998. I stopped going to school during that time. I appreciate you pointing that out because a lot of yes. I appreciate you pointing out because there's a lot of young people out there that hopefully we can be watching that will have that same experience where you know not everybody has the luxury privilege of you know being able to just kind of roll right high school through like you know so many affluent people can do or or non right life life issues right but you were you you and by the way you talk about odds against you the odds of you you know spending those those years and then still going to college in your mid-20s were like very very small that you would have ever been able to to come back Absolutely. And, and, and even with working full time, because um, right out of high school, I was able to land a job because I had that that data entry uh, certificate from when I was um, in high school. So I was working with grown people like they were in their 30s. I was only 18 years old, which, by the way, a fun fact, that's when I started drinking coffee because everybody <laughs> had their cup of coffee in the morning. And I was like, well, I need, I need coffee, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be the, you know, the, the oddball yeah, the, here. <laughs> yeah, the only one, everybody's lined up at the coffee pot and I'm like, okay, well, well I, I think I need coffee too. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a fun fact on that to share. I started in the, in the construction trades when about that age and, and um, that's how I started drinking uh, black coffee without any uh, or sugar. <laughs> Because these these hard nosed construction guys were just getting it pouring and walking, and I'm a kid and I didn't like coffee and I needed right. like a pound of sugar and a pound of cream. <laughs> just of to cream. But I had to like get it and go and stand around with them and drink this black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, I can drink black coffee now. Because, like <laughs> you acquired a taste for it. I yeah, just, yeah. I, I'm still it's not crazy, there. I remember I'm- as a kid just. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, and, and trying to that. cut it down because you, yeah, because you wanted to blend in with everyone, and so that's when I when I started drinking coffee. But anyway, so I'm in there with these older people that are like third, you know, whatever, however old, and so and I'm only 18 years old, and so I'm working. Um, I'm a wife. Uh, I'm a mother. I have my daughter, and in '94, and so. I was doing all of these things, wearing all of these hats, including um, a ministry. I was doing a ministry. So I had five hats that I was wearing at one time when I started back to school. And so when I tell people about this excuse free zone, Alan, <laughs> you know how some people are like, I, it's just not enough time in the day. I have too much on my plate. I tell them, well, let me look at your plate. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the first thing I want to know is, is are you watching TV? Because that's yeah. the first thing I'm going to I'm going to take away from that's you. Because right. right. that doesn't get you anywhere. 
the that's right it's it's television right so they're telling you their vision okay when you need to be working on yours wow. <laughs> you need to work on vision hold on i need to write that down <laughs> write that down i just came up with it it's hot off the presses okay a, <laughs> i'm not kidding television you. television when, is telling you, you a vision. Working, when you when need, you to, need to be work you need to work a vision right work a vision so you have Hold television on, and work a vision over to uh the, the copyright uh uspt i'm gonna get that copyright real quick <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I mean, really. so but that's the thing is you know that's the other thing too can we just touch on um can we just if you don't mind can we touch on um you know um minorities and women uh that, oh, yeah. that 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 have to that typically are doing exactly that's why i love the story that typically are uh wearing more hats than most uh, especially than your average you know maybe you know non-minority non-woman right and absolutely uh, right and and women and minorities and i'm bundling them together women have their own challenges and the minorities right but um and uh it, it's and that's why you know that's why when when uh when when um so, you know uh someone of minority or women get it to a level they start getting uh -huh. to a higher level they they just start flowing they, it gets easier almost gets easier for them right because it's like they they learn Ooh. how to do a lot in the early days Yes. So, okay. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, because uh, having an understanding that, um, and then it's, it's good that we're talking about this particularly because of what's going on in the That's world right, right now, That's right. right? That's right. And so we could forget about equality. That just went out the whole door, right? right. And so um, we, we love to say that, you know, all men are created equal, you know, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Well, forget about who all of who. <laughs> right? all, who. Who does all include exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Those so, who are, it includes those who are in the room at the time. Right. The time. If so, you're not in the room, so, you're not in the all. You're not in the all. Let's let's just be honest. So um so knowing, you know, knowing the history and we don't have to have a history lesson or anything here, we could just be very clear that um, anything that we, um, you know, female, you know, uh, black women, you know, we'll just say minority women, because I I'm going to tell you, you know, even the Hispanic, um, yes. you know, that, that's another, you know, that's another culture. Um, I'm not, I'm not Hispanic, but it's all, but, it's all difficulty and struggle. Absolutely. And so, so when we, when we look at all of the things that we face, we have to work that much harder. So anything that we do have, that would be, uh, uh to a white, a, a white woman compared to a white woman that we have achieved, whether it's above what she has, has achieved, or even at the same level, know that what it took to get there yep. was much yep. more than what she had to put on in. Average, on average, on average. Right. On right. Average. And so when we're looking at that comparatively, right, yeah. statistically, right, because we never want to speak and never anything that I say, I, I don't say it as blanket. Right. right. Because right. nothing is is 100 no, percent. Right. We're talking about on average. We're talking about statistically proven, you know, we're in. And I, I just 
want to be clear that even when um, when we have these conversations, I don't know why the conversation just can't be about the actual conversation. Right. <laughs> and so when people say Black Lives Matter, people say, well, all lives matter. <laughs> But what are we talking about? We're talking about Black Lives Mattering because right. they're the ones that are that are being, yeah. you know, our lives are the ones that are being attacked right now, right? Right. We and can't. so I, I saw this one, yeah, I saw this one meme that says, you know, when they march about cancer, you know, the people who have diabetes is not out there saying diabetes matter. You know. Thank you. <laughs> you know, they so don't start carrying diabetes signs and say, why? Why can't we? That, right? You know what? That's that's one of the best analogies I've heard yet about that, right? Because yeah, absolutely. one of the best analogies I've heard yet. Absolutely, it's not. We're we're talking about what we're talking about, and I think that we need to. Those are the things that we need to focus on. So, so you know, the fact that if any uh, black female is watching, I don't care what age or stage you are in, please use my story. Please, you know, uh, reach out if you need. How did you do this? You know, what what were some of the things that you implemented? What were some, you know, because these are these are the types of conversations, and that's why I thank you so much, Alan, for inviting me on because it's in hearing these stories, that's it's right. in being able to say real life, like this isn't something you read in a book. You know, although I'm writing my book, right? <laughs> but this isn't something that you read in a book this is something that a real person went through and and she's still overcoming and she's still soaring beyond every limit in both her business as well as in her life and so you know understanding that i i didn't just you know get here by any osmosis <laughs> I, but I kept going. I kept going to 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 get my education. I kept going, right? And it, yeah. and it wasn't because you know I had any special favors, any special treatment, you know, along the way. It was it was simply because I pushed past everything that that could have uh, even presented itself as holding me back, including my own thoughts. And so, Alan, I want to I want to address that because this that is not a uh, color specific. We yeah. all have yeah. to fight ourselves. That's we cute. all That's have cute. to fight. Yes, we all have to fight. Do I have what it takes? We all have that question. You know, um, am I good enough? You know, we all have those uh, questions of fear. What if I fail? You know, those things are not, you know, that <laughs> they don't have any discrimination. They don't discriminate. Nope. You know, nope. That is nope. that is human. OK, <laughs> those are human feelings. But those are things that we still need to overcome. So we have that plus all of the outside forces that that come against us and i'm the last to say that we as a people have not made progress because we have thanks to the dr martin luther kings and the malcolm x's and all of them thanks to thanks to their to the work that they have done we have made progress so i'm not i'm not that that type of person who doesn't recognize that I'm not in the field anymore, right? <laughs> who yeah. doesn't recognize yeah. that I'm not chained and I'm not in, in Massa's house anymore, right? I'm not, I'm not there. 
okay and so i'm not going to act like that we don't have that we have not made progress that we don't have liberties and things like that but as soon as somebody says something about the injustices like oh you better be quiet because you better be glad that you got this that and the third and and and, and you're just make trying to make an excuse wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> we need to go further, right? So all of the recent events and things that um, we need to just make more progress. Can we make more progress from here? You know, and, and it's really about just being human, Alan. People's feelings are people's feelings. If you don't like a certain race, if you don't like, you don't have to, it's not whether or not you accept me for my culture, for my, for, for whatever differences, right? But can you accept me and respect me for being human? Right. That's right. Can, can, we, can we agree That's that we're thing. part of, of the human race? Human race. Human race. Can, can we have that agreement? Can we come into agreement for, with that? And then can we start building from there? Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad you, you dove into that topic. And we, you know, it's funny that that's, that, that's, that's so important. This, the idea of um, this, you mentioned equality earlier about um, just how that is ultimately what we're striving for, aren't we? But I, I don't know, because we really don't know what it means. I don't think we really know what that means anymore. I, you know, I just think we should we should respect each other as humans. So I think that people are going to have their their skewed um, preference preferences. I, I love the fact that we have the the different policies in place, the equal opportunity. This is why we need the equal employment opportunity and, and all of those things. This is why those things have to be in place is because people are biased, because That's people right. are right. racist, because they have these things that um, that are just part of how they were raised, right? right. And so right. we know that racism and all of that has to be taught. It's something that is that is taught within a family. Right. Yep. So sometimes it's, when, just, uh, sometimes it's just built into um, kind of uh, in, like a, a lens, you know, almost like people that uh, have bias or discrimination don't even sometimes know they're doing it, which is um, is probably the I actually think is the most pervasive thing about, you know, um, power and, and being in, you know, say white American power. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, um, a blind spot that they, that one can't fully understand because you've never been in the other person's shoes. And, and you can yeah, even understand I, I the, little, the little things that you do, the little things you say or do, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't see it. Yeah. And I, and I still think though, however, um, because you're not born with it, right. You're not actually born with it, but children learn, from what they see yep. and hear, right? And that's how they're they are formed, right? That's that's how their mindset. So it's not it, even if it's something that is not necessarily okay. We're going to sit down and teach you this, right? They see it and they hear it, right? right? right. And so those are the things that that they're that that's going to happen. You know, that's how they're going to be, they're going to be raised. And, and so, um, for me, let people just be individuals. You know, I, I don't, 
I don't see why it's so hard. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand yeah. why it's so difficult. Um, my mother is, um, is, is half German and, and half black. And so, wow. um, yeah, so yeah, my, my, um, my grandfather probably, well, anyway, she's, she's half German. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, but we're all. I, I there's, just, a of, there's a lot of we're all kind of mixed. We're all kind of mixed. Yeah, things, yeah. Right? I just don't want to get into. A, I'll run, a, you know, down a rabbit trail with about my mom and my twenty three and my and grandfather. Me. Like, <laughs> twenty three and me. But 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 the point there is we're all kind of mixed together. We always have been. Yeah. We always have been, and we always will be. Right. We're all mixed Absolutely. together. 20, you, you just, I mean, the DNA testing is showing that you just need to do 23 and me and you will see we're all in this, we're all mixed in together. We're all part Absolutely. of that human, human race to your point. And, um, and I love what you said earlier about feelings. I thought that was really, 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 um, appointed the, the idea that I don't you know, black, white, Brown, male, female, we all have, um, we all have, kind of feelings about um things and we all have kind of the same feelings really in a way like we all you know uh, things that are uh, said or done to us or not or lo a lost opportunity is the same for everybody um a slight is the same for all of us um a win is the same we the emotional highs of a win the, like it's just kind of human stuff and into and, and just to kind of like um kind of that's kind of what you said earlier about you know just respecting everybody that we all kind of have the same we all have the same feelings we all have the same makeup that way yeah absolutely absolutely i think that um you know looking at ways in which we are able to excel um as entrepreneurs no matter you know what um what our race is or whatever it is that we're that we're doing um, you know, given the opportunity, you know, some people say um, about opportunity that uh, that once it passes you by, you know, you don't get it again. It's a missed opportunity. All of these people have different um, mindsets when it comes to looking at opportunity. Right. So I've heard one quote before um, and they say that an opportunity is uh, never missed. It just goes to the next person. It's never a missed opportunity. It just goes to the next person. Right. And then uh, my mindset also is that if there's no opportunity available, create one. Yeah. If there's no door for you to walk through, create one. That's if right. there's no table for you to be invited to, if nobody invited you to the table, create your own table. That's right. Okay. That's right. And invite others to that. That's right. So I am, you know, because you have within you gifts, you have talents that you were born with, you have a mind that you were born with, you're intelligent, right? And so because of that, you can do anything you want to do, right? You can do anything you want to do. People cannot take that away from you. You know what? They just can't like your, uh, your principal, just like your, just like your principal told you when you were a kid, basically that's, yeah. that's the message. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I think there's another thing about opportunities that not only do you make them or create them if they're not there, but then they do go to other people. But I often like to think about too, is that they um, they often open up and come back around. So sometimes too, it helps me and other people to say, hey, 
you missed that opportunity, but stay in the game and it will come back around. It might even be better. Mm-hmm. It might be the same, might yes. be better. But the thing about life is it just keeps, uh, it, you know, setbacks come, opportunities come, setbacks come, opportunities come. And, and it like Absolutely. it never really ends, does it, in a way. But sometimes when you miss that's one, right. you feel like, oh, that's it. I'm, I'm done. Oh, I'm, yeah, it's I'm, definitely I'm, not over for you. That, but it that particular that way. one. But it feels that way. It feels that yeah. way at the time. Yeah. Right? It feels Absolutely. that way at the time that you that it's you lost it and it's not you're not going to get it back. Sometimes it may take a while, but it always comes back if you stay in the game, right? Right, right. Never if quit. you stay in the game, no, no quitting. Right. Well, th- there's some good stuff in here, by the way. People, people are going to get a lot of good stuff out of this interview. Um, I'm like excited about how this has gone. Thank you for being so like honest and open about this stuff. Um, and I'm just going to scan what we want to cover next. I know that um, we're going to end about we're going to end on your your business and, and what you do for clients today. <clears throat> but um, but I wrote down a couple of things here um, that you also uh, you know talked about, which is uh, you know this idea of a, being a beach bum. I want to know about that again. <laughs> like, I, I the what, there's goal. some things that I should not have told you, Alan. I, I see why you collect all of this. Why you have this, this, these little conversations I before? Just, He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring that out. I'm gonna tell people, all I her people to, I want people to hear about the, you know, the personal side of, uh, you know, your personal side a little bit. Like how much you love the beach, yeah. for example. I love the beach. Oh my gosh! What does the, like, the beach do? What does the beach do for you? What does it do for uh, you mentally? I guess. Yeah, it's my happy place. It, it truly is. I call it my happy place. Um, the, the water itself, um, it, because it's so vast, right. There's, there's, there's dimensions to this thing. I mean, it's not a simple answer. I don't think I've given you a simple answer since we've been talking, but, uh, because the the water, yeah, the the water itself is is so vast. It, 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 it represents to me endless, endless possibility, endless I mean, it's it's so beautiful, you know, God's creation. I, I look at it, and there's a whole world underneath of the of the sea, you know, in the ocean. There's a whole world, and they're still di- discovering creatures that you know are new, you know. And so I think about that, and and I I listen to the waves. It's just so peaceful, and you know, the the sand, all of those things. I just I absolutely love it. But it's a mental escape for me, you know, Alan, uh, when I go by myself, which is most of the time, you know, I'm able to just if I need to cry, I I do that. I know a lot of people do a lot of crying in the shower. I've done my shower crying, but <laughs> it's, it's nothing like being able to to do that at the beach and just, you know, and, and I know other people have different places that they like to be. I like to be at the beach. And so um, if if I could be a beach bum, I'm just be. telling you. And you are, you are for any given afternoon of any. <laughs> now, absolutely. I, I get I get that. I mean, I'm, I feel you on that. I vibe on that with you. Like the ocean, especially we look out of the Gulf of Mexico, right? It goes forever. 
and like you said, there's a whole underwater uh, cult uh, world that doesn't care about us, and that's a that's a good and that's beautiful, right? Because it right. kind of puts us in perspective, like like they yeah. don't, they're just they're going to carry on with or without us underneath there, right? right. And, yeah, and, and the fact that you can see forever and and uh, you know it's God's yes. creation, like it's 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 the closest thing. I feel like it's the closest thing we've got to the outer space in a way, right? It goes forever, yes. and it's and it's bigger and it's 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 infinitely bigger than we can even imagine. Yes, absolutely. And it really even goes with my brand, um, Transcending Horizons. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, horizon yeah. is where the the sky and the in the sea meets. And so in that at that point, it 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 is infinity. You know, it goes, you know, it, it's you're able to transcend that even that limit that you see. Because the limit that you see is really not the limit, right? We know that the sea extends beyond what we can see. And so that's how, yeah, that's how our vision, you know, our vision for our businesses needs to be. You know, it needs to extend beyond what our natural eye can see. We need to see farther than our natural eyes can actually look. Right. We right. need to see our vision needs to be big. Right. It needs to be large. And so that's where that whole eagle comes in, you know, <laughs> and having that eagle, that eagle vision and, and being able to see far and, and reach for those those goals beyond anything anybody could ever imagine. And that's what I was going to ask you. You've got that. Uh, you've got that eagle. Um, you've got that eagle. Um, flying around right in yeah your, in your that's website. my logo yeah and, that's uh, my logo <laughs> right and uh i've actually i'm gonna um i'm gonna share that right now check that out see are you really yeah oh yeah. wow it, can you see okay. it can you see it on your yes. screen yes yes okay. so yeah, this, thank this you. eagle so this is what you're about so that i'm feeling like two things with you you got this horizon thing with the with the ocean and you've got this yeah. eagle thing. So basically, you're talking about, you know, looking way beyond um, the limits that you think you have. Yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. Helping people to, you know, soar beyond those limits, get beyond those things that they perceive as being their limitations. And you help not just uh, business, you not just help nonprofits, you help businesses and um, you mm -hmm. do speaking on this. Um, and so what, yes. how, let me ask you this specifically with nonprofits. Like, what do you like? How do you uh, what do you what do you feel like you specifically help nonprofits with when with their, yes. their thinking and their strategy? Oh, thank you. Um, my dissertation was in the for the survival of nonprofit organizations during a time of economic recession. Um, that's what I did my dissertation on. And um, so in during that, uh, my studies, what I found was um, that during the Great Recession of 2007 to 2009, there were nonprofits that not only survived, um, but there were uh, nonprofits that thrived during that time. And so they were actually able to generate even more revenue. And so I gathered those strategies that they used. I found those and created a, uh, a model 
um, to that nonprofits can use um, with those strategies and discovered the top five that were um, that were used amongst those um, those nonprofit organizations that thrive during that time. And so I'm able to help them. That's why I consider myself a nonprofit optimization specialist. So being yeah. able to yeah. optimize really what they're already doing um, by customizing yeah. those winning strategies for them. And so, um, you know, utilizing some of the things that were that I found in my research, but even beyond that, um, as a strategist, um, what I do is I, I develop those those winning strategies. I help to identify that X factor, um, what sets that company apart, right, from uh, from other companies. What is what makes them different? And so, a lot of times, um, you know, companies don't take the time to identify what that is. And so they're not, you know, if you're not able to to answer why I should go with you as opposed uh, to another organization or company that's doing the same thing that you're doing, then you're you're right. completely missing it. And please don't tell me about your customer service. Right. Because that can be duplicated. Right. We found that right. out with you know, asking your name when they come in to get the, you know, your coffee or whatever. Now everybody's asking you your name. You're no longer a number, you're a name. And so I don't know who started it first, Chick-fil-A or Starbucks. Somebody started it first. It doesn't matter. Now it's everybody. And so now it's standard. And if somebody gives you a number, you're like, <laughs> you know, ask me my name. What the heck? What kind of, what kind of customer service? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the bar has been raised. It's been raised. You you need to ask me my name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I right. don't need your name to deliver your food, but anyway. A differentiator <laughs> is something that you do that really no, nobody else yeah. is doing. Absolutely. How can you set yourself apart? I often talk about, I give the analogy of Joe's Pizza and Tony's Pizza, right? And so Joe's Pizza and Tony's Pizza, they are equal distance apart from your house. Um, they have the exact same prices. Their pizza is is equally as good. I mean, they both have phenomenal pizza. And so all things being equal, okay, Tony has a sister, and his sister makes the most, I mean, her desserts yeah. are out yeah. of this world. She has unique recipes, secret recipes, and nobody can bake like her. Okay. And so I'm going to take my family to Tony's Pizza because we want to get dessert after we eat our pizza. Now, I'm going to tell you, Joe tried it because Joe has a sister. But guess what? She doesn't really bake like that. So uh, um, I'm not going there. <laughs> right. And so everybody needs a Tony's sister, Alan. Everybody needs a Tony's sister. Everybody needs. You can't duplicate. That That's something you can't duplicate. You can't duplicate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So we're often, often, du uh, often imitated, never duplicated. And so that's how we need to look to 
package right our power water because it may be a combination of things it could be product differentiation it could be service differentiation um it can it can be a a special talent or skill that you have but it is it is still unique to you that secret right, sauce right, right? so right, yeah right. they may have they may be doing this down the street around the corner or whatever but what they don't have is this right and so you need to figure out what is your x factor why should i go with you rather than the next person right that's perfect. so that's perfect. absolutely that's perfect, that's perfect. That's and that's perfect. and that's why we people buy and that's why they uh, they patron and and that's um, and so you, you actually, so when you work with your clients, that's the first thing you go to, huh? You go right to, you oh, try yeah. to find that. Absolutely. And, and, and I always analyze before I strategize. And so I have a methodology. It's called SOAR. It's a it's an acronym. And so, of course, it goes right in alignment with my branding. Look out for my book and in a few months on that. And so my SOAR acronym um, is uh, the S is for sight. We're looking at the vision. Yep. Um, the O is for uh, optimizing our opportunities. Right. And then um, the A is we're looking at assessment we're looking at analyzing um you know those are the things that we're we're looking at actualization bringing everything into into reality and then the r um we are looking at risk we're looking at research and development and so there's different combinations that i use based on um who i'm working with and what capacity but we're always looking at that soar methodology because we always have to assess we always have to analyze before we strategize right and so looking at the market looking at um you know what's going on in the industry and what you're entering into and so we don't just go out there just because you you have a book or just because you did this or did that where do you fit right where's the gap in the industry if you can't answer that if you can't answer and and you know i i think I don't even believe there's a box, right? That's how I think there's no box, right? So the traditional thinking is, is that you have to identify the need, right? This is what we learn in school. This is what what we teach. This is what's in the book. You identify the need and you fulfill the need. Yeah, but guess what? what? That's not where innovation comes from. Mm -hmm. Innovation doesn't come from that. We did not know that we needed to talk on the phone when we weren't home. We did not know that until we somebody showed us a cell phone. We, <laughs> I, would we, argue, we did, I would argue we didn't know we needed to talk uh, with our on the phone with our computers until somebody showed it to us. Yeah, I mean, and, and not and, and please not connected to the wall. Are you serious? Oh, we have a cordless phone. <laughs> we can walk around the house. You got to be kidding me. You know. <laughs> So these are things, you know, when we when we look at it, we need to think about being inventive, innovative. Right. And so so crisis is the breeding ground for innovation. This is the breeding ground. Look at all the things that people have. I mean, now everybody's making a mask. Right. (laughs) Who's. Oh, I can. sew. I'll make some masks and sell them. You know, (laughs) you're kind of late now. 
you kind of have it, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. But but you know, so but in a, but being innovative, right? Creating, you know, being able to to respond. But what happened to um, to not only being uh, responsive, right? But but we want to be able to put a product out there and say listen, this is something that I have created. It's unique. Do you like it? <laughs> Do you like what I have? <laughs> see, I can totally see you uh, just coaching up people, like pulling this stuff out of them and pulling it out of their company or pulling it out of them personally. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and just like helping them kind of cut through the noise, right? And you said crisis breeds creativity. So you, it sounds like you yeah. would agree. You sounds like you're saying that a, a, an org, a company or a person that's in a bit of a struggle or crisis is actually primed for a breakout. Sounds like. What you're oh saying. yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. This is the time. Listen, if you've lost your job, if you um, don't know what to do and, and, um, you know, you feel like you're hopeless. You don't know where your next dollar is coming from or whatever it is that you're going through because of this crisis. Then we need to sit down and talk about what you're good at or no, not what you're good at, what you're great at. We need yeah. to talk yeah. about, you know, what are those passions? What are those things that you've always wanted to do? You know, and 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 we need to talk about how can we monetize that, right? What what can we do so that we're able to um to put money dollar signs to what it is that you're able to do? And so I I'm super excited about this time, you know, that that we're in because um, it's just another challenge that we're going to prove strong enough to, to get through it. Um, even like though, you know, yeah. last Wednesday, I, I listen, it was the first time I went to the, to the beach in five months. And I caught and, you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I but I, I'm telling you, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not staying away anymore. That's it. I, I'm, I'm in complete defiance. You got to go. <laughs> You got to go. Mental health. <laughs> Mental health. Right. I know we're supposed to be quarantined. But, no, but I, I found a patch of sand. I found a patch of sand all by myself. I was, you know, uh, practicing social distancing to the 10th hour. And so, yeah. Sounds like people, sounds like, uh, you know, people really need you on their team, you know, individuals or organizations. Um just because you have a way of cutting through the essence of things. And um, so yeah. it's just been, you know, I want to wrap up here and just say, hey, this has been an awesome conversation. I think, you know, Absolutely. I really, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. I think, that, I think Thank you. we touched on a lot of things. We did. We did. Um, you know, one thing I, I want to say is, um, you know, in a nutshell, because people could kind of get lost with, okay, what doesn't she do, right? So I just want to be clear on on what I do, right? So that no one is confused. A nice one, very nice one. So Transcending Horizons Enterprises, we develop and deliver customized winning strategies to help you optimize your potential and soar beyond the limits in both your business and your life. The way that we do that is by creating business plans, strategic plans, as well as customized business solutions. 
I like to say, we package your power for profitability. And so if you are looking to soar beyond the limits in both your business and your life, you want to make sure that you contact me. So I'm available on LinkedIn <laughs> at Dr. Tylisha Johnson. <laughs> and you see, this is why I texted you this morning that I needed you to help me with my elevators, uh, my elevator pitch. <laughs> you got, got it down. So I, that's why I said I need to, you can help me because that elevator pitch you have is, is very tight. It's very good. It's, it's sweet. It's, it's, sweet. it's sweet. So at the end, I say, come soar with us. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come soar with us. us. And that, uh, that when they go to your website, they're going to see that eagle and be reminded of what you're all about. So with that, I'm going to say good night and goodbye. Um, Dr. Yes. Ty, Dr. <laughs> Ty, thank you for being uh, on the show and thank you for being a new friend. And you and I, um, yes. friends, now we got years ahead of friendship. I think it's really cool. Absolutely. You know, thank you. Thank you so very to, uh, much. Maybe be just more of help to each other as we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely um, want to stay connected and, and see how we can build more mutually um, beneficial relationship. And so absolutely. and I can't wait to have you on my show. I can't wait too. <laughs> so we'll have another conversation. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm one step ahead of you right now. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, that's, hey, that's cool with me. You're, you're just a real blessing to the Tampa Bay community. So thank you for thank doing you. that. And um and so here's to our next time. Till next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.